Hi, and welcome to this latest episode of my Tough Love Energy podcast. I do hope that you're finding these episodes helpful. And I would just, before we dive into today's content, I'd really just like to thank each of you who've got in touch by email. You've emailed me on neve at nevenis.com with some suggestions and ideas for future episodes. I've honestly received some really excellent ones and ones that I genuinely cannot wait to deliver to you. So thanks so much for that. I really do appreciate it. So we are told that what normally gets in the way of each of us making changes in our lives, of doing things differently, of creating new habits, we're told constantly the biggest obstacle or what blocks us from doing this are our fears, our doubts and our limiting beliefs. Now there's obviously other criteria that we could add to that list as well. But What I don't want to say is is to appear to contradict that because that's not, you know, it would be wrong of me to contradict that is what I'm trying to say. Our fears and our doubts and our limiting beliefs definitely stop us from making progress in our lives. They hold us back. They get in our way. There's no question of that. But I really believe that some of the biggest obstacles or the biggest blocks of them all are the ones that for some reason get hugely overlooked. And these are mostly connected to the stories from which we live our lives by. These stories that have become such a a big and significant part of who we are that we no longer question their relevancy or even indeed their truth. Now, we all have them. Before you dismiss it out of hand and say, well, I don't have any stories. You do. These stories that explain just why we are how we are. And in turn, these stories that justify to us, at least, our behaviours and our actions. So some of these might include how we believe that we need to be in relationships or in friendships, perhaps dimming our light not speaking our truths? Have you found yourself in situations where you're tolerating behaviour that deep down you know is not acceptable? Or maybe even within your family where you feel like you have to assume a role that you'd rather you'd rather not have to carry or not have to assume. You might feel that your time isn't your own because other people depend on you. It might also relate back to an absence of love between us and our guardians or our parents. You might not have felt safe or we might not have felt safe or loved or fully accepted for who we are. And that can leave us feeling or living our lives from a place where we believed that we were and maybe still are unlovable. Now, in my own case, I know that for a time following the deaths of those closest to me, I allowed a story envelop me that allowed me to believe that I was someone who bad things happened to. You may have stories to do with money. You may have perhaps grown up in a house where you were told, which so many people of of our generation were told, that you only could be wealthy. You only could have money if you worked really hard. So those who worked hard could receive wealth. You might have been told that for you to receive that somebody else 
must sacrifice. Somebody else must go without. Somebody else must do without. And this in itself would have planted the seeds of that story around money and abundance, which you might possibly be even carrying with you to this day. Our beliefs are all rooted in our stories, but some of them are true and some of them are false. Now, could you see yourself in any of those, albeit brief examples that I gave? If you're being honest or if we're being honest, there are pieces of all of us in there. But what's more interesting is that these are the stories that so many of us are living our lives by. And wildly enough, we're not even aware of it. The same can be said about the stories that we hide behind. And yes, there are also our fears and our doubts. And and that's what these are. And these are very often the fears and the doubts in disguise. But what's interesting also is that what might have been a true story at one point in your life, you may discover that you've carried it with you now for way longer than is relevant or appropriate or even that you don't need it any longer. Similar to how our values change, as we do, our stories also change. The stories that we live our lives by. So, you know, a good example of this would be as 20-somethings, we're motivated by a need to fit in, a need to be accepted, a need to be part of a gang, a need not to be different, to be included and liked. You know, we, we rated all of those things very highly when we're in our 20s. Now, I'm not saying it's completely gone because the chances are that if, if you felt that very strongly or acutely at one point in your life, it's probably there, albeit in a distilled version. We do have to acknowledge that it's less of a priority to us in our 30s, in our 40s, in our 50s, so on and so forth. So one bad relationship or even several bad relationships does not mean that you are always destined to replicate it in the future. One bad experience at work, especially in the early stages of your career, should not or will not be borne out in all your future jobs. How you're made feel about how you looked as a teenager doesn't necessarily need to be the person that you see when you look at your 40-year-old self or your 50-year-old self. Think about the things that occupy the space in your mind right now. What are they? So think about the stories that you know you're living your life by. Not necessarily the stories that you may have created or lived your life from in the past, but I want you to think about the stories that you're living your life by now. What are the things that most occupy space in your mind? What are the repeated issues and the challenges that you spend far too much time thinking about and worrying about? What stories do you refer to or do you find yourself defaulting to when you're making decisions? What stories do you find yourself leaning into constantly when you have choices to make? So identify, if you can, first of all, the stories by which you're living your life by if that makes sense, the stories you're living your life by. You know what I'm saying. Now, dig deep. If they're not coming to mind instantly, keep asking yourself the question, what stories are true for me now? What stories am I living from right now? And a little tip that sometimes these can be identified also by looking at what are your greatest fears. So, you know, you might want to take a theme like money or love or relationships or family or career and think, what do I believe to be true for me? right now. What do I believe to be true for me right now? 
So when you start to identify what these stories might be and the stories that you're living your life from, then I would ask you to maybe go through these series of questions, which will help you probe a little bit further. What do I believe about this situation and how it relates to me? Is it true? Is it really true? If I'd no fear of being judged, how would I feel differently? If I believed I was worthy and lovable, how would I show up differently? What would that feel like? If I chose to do what I wanted to do, if I chose to release my attachment to those stories, what would be different about how I lived my life? How are the stories I live from serving me? And lastly, are they serving me? So we'll recap on those questions at the end. But those questions are so helpful and so powerful in terms of getting us to acknowledge and identify the stories that we're living from. Because too often we get far too distracted with just getting through each day. It's the survival mode. It's the mode that protects us all from maybe having to face up to and to deal with things in a way that we'd rather not. Now, we all know that in the last year of our lives with COVID and all that that has meant for us, that we've been less able to hide from these truths. We've been less able to distract ourselves and keep ourselves busy with meaningless things. And it's forced us to look at things in a much more purposeful way. This isn't about indulging in self-reflection. This isn't about asking yourself necessarily, what can I change that will make things better? This is just you asking yourself, what stories am I living my life from? How are they serving me? And the last bit being the real game changer is, are they true and are they true for me now? When I first did this exercise on myself, as I mentioned earlier, I discovered that because of the personal losses that I had gone through, I had really formed this very strong belief that I was somebody who bad things just happened to. Now, I know that might sound dramatic, but I genuinely and honestly don't mean it to be in any way dramatic because it was just it was a belief that I created. It was a story that I subscribed to. It was a story that I really just let envelop me and become part part of me until I did not know who I was outside of that story. And even I remember after one of, actually it was after the death of my fiance, I remember a very good friend of mine was comforting me. And I remember him saying to me, you're the unluckiest girl I know. And he meant that in a comforting, loving way. But I remember just I remember that sentence or that sentiment landing and I remember it sticking with me. I remember thinking, he's right, I am the unluckiest girl I know. And that became my story. Of course, now, you know, when I started asking questions of myself, I realised, not immediately, but over time, I started to realise that this actually was utter rubbish. And this had, had far more to do with me hiding behind the safety of that story, because that story became my false protector. And that's what stories do. If I didn't want to keep doing what I was doing, then I had to ask myself, what was it I wanted to do? If I didn't want to continue being the person that I was, then I had to ask myself, who was the person that I wanted to be? 
So I started in the first instance creating a vision for myself and I asked myself and and this is what I'm going to be asking of you too as part of the Tough Love Energy homework. I asked myself this very important question. If I had no fear, there were no obstacles, I had no money worries, I didn't care what anyone else thought. If I really subscribed and believed all of those things, then what would I do and who would I become? Now, I'll repeat that. If I had no fear, if there were no obstacles, if I had no money worries, and if I didn't care what anyone else thought, what would I do and who would I become? And then, dear listener, do you know what I did? I became that. I became her. I stepped into that vision. Now, another day, I'll go into the full detail of exactly what that involved. But today, I want you to see how and what happened once I chose to write a new story. Once I let go of the false stories that while they were protecting me and had protected me for quite a long time, I knew that they weren't serving me anymore. So I created new stories and I went about and and trust me, I'm still going about implementing the new stories. I had to and did give myself a dose of my own tough love energy. I was forced to acknowledge that some of these stories were not serving me any longer, but that I myself and only I had the choice to let them go. And thank God I did. And thank God I chose well. Because if I didn't, I'd have missed out on discovering all the new things about myself had I ignored them. So how did I start to rewrite my stories? Well, the first thing I did was I accepted that they were just stories by, you know, asking the series of questions that I went through earlier about are they true? Are they really true? I accepted the stories that weren't. In essence, I identified the false stories and I separated them from the truth. I then acknowledged and really sat with why it was that I was clinging to the false ones. And I maybe unsurprisingly came upon the realization that that the reason I was clinging to them was because they had made me feel safe. You know, that sense of familiarity and being in your comfort zone and all of those elements I, I could see had contributed to me clinging on to the false stories purely because they were easier. It was easier for me at the time time to imagine and to lean into hanging on to the false stories than having to go out and create new ones. So that sense of safety and security really drove me to hang on to the false stories for way longer than I should have. But then I went on and I made a very conscious decision to stop seeing myself as the victim. Now, that might sound a little bit harsh. And, you know, in in my own case, like I'm not talking about in the immediate aftermath of loss or in the immediate aftermath of of grief. Like I am talking about quite a long period of time having occurred between my loss, my grief, my bereavements and when all of this started to happen for me. Like I'm easily talking five, six years here. So I think it's important to say that. But I I did realise that I had started to see myself as the victim and I had started to really get addicted to feeling sorry for myself and then I started to see things creeping in like I could feel the anger was constantly there. I saw myself starting to be jealous of other people and what they had and who they had and all of this obviously was clearly only eating me up inside from within. 
But I could see that I was on my way to becoming better. And I really did not want that. Like I can deal with a lot of things. But the idea or the thoughts of being better, that really rankled with me. So I I think in a sense, that was a good kick up the ass for me as well, because I did not want to become better. And then I decided that I actually did not want to be the unluckiest girl, the girl who everyone she loved left or died. I was just done with that. I was tired of it. I was fed up of it. And that's when I let the stories go. I got tough with myself now, you know, it it really, it required a lot of tough talking and it required a lot of really just, you know, being quite hard on myself. But I also knew that the benefits and the rewards at the end would be worthwhile. So I mapped out a plan and I I started to stick to it. I, I did my usual reverse engineering. I created the vision. I decided who I wanted to become. I decided what I wanted to do. I decided who I wanted to show up as. And I literally worked backwards from there. If I did not want to be the girl from my stories anymore, then who did I want to be? So you have to ask yourself the same question. If you're tired being who it is that you are right now, if you're tired living your life from a story that you now know is not serving you, if you can see that you're living your life from a story that's no longer relevant, if you can see that you're hiding behind some of the stories, then I want you to get ready and ask yourself the tough questions. So to recap, these questions are, What do I believe about this situation and how it relates to me? Is it true? Is it really true? If I'd no fear of being judged, how would I feel differently? If I believed I was worthy and lovable, how would I show up differently? And what would that feel like? And if I choose to do what I wanted and release my attachment to these stories, what would be different about how I live my life? Please don't wait to become bitter. Please also don't wait for someone to come and help you. And don't, whatever you do, don't wait until you reach the end of your story and time runs out. Do it now. Rewrite your story. And I promise you, you'll be so glad that you did it because I know I sure am. So. See you in the next episode of my Tough Love Energy podcast. And in case you needed reminding, and I'm sure you don't because I say it a lot and I say it often, but please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your podcast platform just to ensure that you won't miss out on any future episodes. So have a great week. Enjoy rewriting your story. Enjoy identifying the stories that you're living from. And I will speak to you very soon. Much love. Take care.